Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hello. Welcome back to Wheel Takes, a podcast about Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time books. My name's Gus. I've read the whole thing. My name's Allie, and I am a work in progress. How many books have you read? Two and a half. Almost three. Almost three. This Probably pop- two and three quarters if we're being elementary school students. podcast only contains spoilers for the stuff Allie's read already. Today, that is through chapter 47 of book three, The Dragon Reborn. Allie. Yes. How's it going? I'm doing great. It's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. With that in mind, where'd we leave off? We left off at uh, a time before this time uh, where a boy named Matt mm-hmm. decided he was going to break into more Gaze's house. And as everyone knows, a B and E is always a good idea <laughs> when someone has literal armed guards. Great plan. Can't wait to see how this turns out. <coughs> well, how else was he gonna get in? Dig a tunnel. That's that's a B and E. But B and E is breaking and entering for those who don't <laughs> know that terminology. Listen, uh, he could have gotten really good at at an Irish jig. Got invited to the. The castle to perform. So what we're saying is Matt basically had to break in. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. I know. I know he had to break <laughs> in, but, like, I I just go... You gotta roast him for it. You know, he settled on the idea of breaking in so quickly. Like, there was no room for, like, hang on, let's think of another plan. Nope, he was just like, gotta be an E. Gotta do it. Well, what happened when he went to the gates? Oh, the guards sucked. No, no, no. I'm not saying saying that the plan isn't kind of what has to happen. I'm saying he settled on the plan very quickly. He was very eager to be an aide. That's fair. Would you share with us your notes for chapter 46, which is called... would be delighted. A Message Out of the Shadow. Mm -hmm. And it's got a lion, which we all know is mayonnaise's symbol. And or, that's right. Mm Mm-hmm. 
who are these dudes? <laughs> it was the first thing I said. Mm-hmm. Matt, well, I knew that they were guards, but I was like, these are some significant guards having some significant chats. These are dark friend guards for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, and then I said, they're definitely talking about the Wonder Girls and Rand. Yeah. yeah very clear. Probably. Very clear. Uh, and how the Wonder Girls escaped captivity. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, I'm sorry, you've got to send your best guys after these girls, you know? You definitely sent your D team, and that was not. You've sent your red shirts. you got to send some real guys yeah. after these people. I get, though, you know, the meal, mer, mer, the, mer, mer, the mere draw thing was pretty... That was pretty high, yeah, high profile. Yeah, th- that's a high profile. Yeah. Yeah. That could have worked, but didn't. Close but no cigar. Okay, so now they're talking about Ashamael, too. Yeah, I think, actually, it turns out they were talking to Ashamael. Oh, no, no, no. They're okay. talking to, they weren't talking to Ishamayel. They're talking to Gabriel. Gabriel, what's his yeah. Face, who I think is Robin. But they were like, he wants is... the sword. And I was like, and, you know, he doesn't realize, you know, since, you know, since he's been in captivity, he's gotten really impatient and he needs to wait. He wants the sword. He wants everything. Sure. And this and, is chapter 46. And need I remind you that two episodes ago, you said, oh, I think I we're going to meet that. Robin in chapter 46. I mentioned that later so in my notes. So this is Robin. I'm. I'm almost, I mean, it's not confirmed who he is. No, it's not. Um, we've met Samael. We've met Lanfear. We haven't met Samael. We've heard, we, we, we know where Samael is. We know where is, Samael according is. According to Moraine. I've solved the riddle. Of, sure. I feel like they're kind of scattered throughout a bunch of different cities. Well, so far I, it seems like, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's there's probably sort of one just in causing tier, problems everywhere. Definitely one in um, Ilion. I feel like one of them may be causing issues over in... Um, those two cities that like to attack each other. Oh, Terabon and Eridamon. Eridamon. Yeah. yeah. Um, somebody's there causing shit, mm. I feel. Sure. Um, men and women breaking out of cages and then putting on crowns would translate well to that. It was one of men's, or more, uh, yeah. like Wayne's dreams. Yeah, which, that all makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That all makes sense. Okay. I wonder if the one doing problem, I'm just, I'm excited to meet another lady for Zagan. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't met a lady forsaken in a while, and I'm wondering if maybe we might meet one soonish. There are more of them, so somewhere. Good guess. Um, oh, but yeah, there's. They started talking about Ashamael and how he's impatient and he wants the sword. Mm. I, I'm just. I just. You're assuming it's. Ashamayel. I have. I am almost 100 percent certain. Okay. That that guy is Ashamael. Okay. Okay. Who's the lady who's about to die? So I I wasn't clear at first which woman they wanted dead. Because delightfully, for a fantasy series, there are many women to choose from that they Loads. could be talking about. So, Loads. Um, I started speculating a little bit. I said, are they talking about mayonnaise? Uh, I'm going with Matt about to save mayonnaise's life. Okay, so at first I went, okay, maybe they're about to kill mayonnaise mm-hmm. so that there's a power vacuum. Um, mayonnaise is more gays. More gays. Uh, I just like to nickname my characters. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> maybe Madikins is um, going to go do some saving you know he's like i'm mm-hmm. gonna do a b and e never mind i'm saving your life like a little superhero mm-hmm. that'd be cute um and then i thought oh or are they talking about morgan but they kept referring to them as girl and morgan i thought Warren. and then i thought well that seems like they wouldn't be referring to these grown-ass women as girl though then i thought well to a billion year old forsaken maybe they Might are be, girls yeah. so but then i thought well it seems like gabriel 
who I learned was Gabriel. Um, but it seems like Robin is interested in marrying Morghese. Sure. Um, and getting power that way rather than killing her. So I was like, okay, that's uh, that's out. So then I landed on, they're definitely talking about Elaine. Mm-hmm. That's probable. And then it was confirmed later. Yeah. Um, but so that's why I went a little bit back and forth. I said, but Mayonnaise is not really a girl, but maybe she's a girl compared to an immortal being. Or maybe they're talking about Elaine. Maybe they meant to bash in Elaine's head after all. Because mm. I did comment on the fact that it seemed really sloppy that they bashed Elaine's head in. You did. <clears throat> and then I thought, well, maybe they did mean to kill her. It could be. Maybe they wanted the other two alive, but they meant to kill her. Not out of the question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was me. my thought process. And they said, I love that Matt's first instinct was to put a flower in his hair like a Hawaiian tourist. Yeah, I love that. So Mayo has major coog vibes. Mm-hmm. She's a cougar. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Though she's pretty young. Like, how old is she? Well, Elaine is 19. Um, I, I but think, it's fantasy realm, so they might have had kids younger. Um, I would guess that she's in her late 30s, early 40s. Late 30s, early 40s. Mm-hmm. Okay. Probably like 43? I can check. Is that prime cougar age? What's prime I cougar age? I have no idea what prime cougar age is. I would guess 45. I'm guessing like 40s to 50s. Mm-hmm. I don't know who defines. I don't know if there's like an empiric measurement in France of prime cougar age, but... Fair, fair. Okay. Shall I continue? Wow, I nailed it. She's 43. She's 40, yeah. More gays? Yeah, here you go. Good for her. She I'll hot. put that on our Instagram. Yeah, good for her. She's one of those where I go, good for her. There's she looks good. actually a lot of more gays fan art. This is one of her being extremely queenly. She looks like the evil queen in Alice in Wonderland yeah, there. Yeah, I, I don't like this she one She looks like the queen much. of hearts. Off with her head. Which I guess is appropriate for considering that she tried to take Tom's head off. She did. In two different ways. <laughs> Go on. Like she's a praying mantis. Go on. Okay. Because praying mantises bite their mates. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. I just... Uh, okay. Okay. Never refer to a woman as ripened. Fucking gross. We're not damn bananas. <laughs> I'm not a banana. Who is this handsome fucker who thinks it's chill to take a letter from the damn queen? That's some ev- someone evil as shit. Am I right? I think I found Robin. And it's chapter 46. I know, right? Then I wrote, definitely Robin. See, I have no confirmation that this is actually Robin, but I just have a... I just... I just know. I just know. Well, it's probably either Rollin, Robin, Baylal, or Ashamael, because those are the ones well, we know. Well, it's not Ashamael. I've ruled him out. So it's either Baylal or Robin. I had a 50-50 shot. I think I'm sticking with Robin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, ooh, I wonder where Baylal is. Now, now, now I'm going to put my little detective hat on and find Baylal. Okay. Baylal's the next one. Baylal's the next one. Yeah, because they've been hyping them up before they get introduced. Sure. You know? Yeah. They're not just going to burn Baylal for no reason. Maybe they will. I don't know. I don't know, Robert. Uh, (laughs) uh, Elsie still has impact even when she's home with her mom. Such a horny legend. (laughs) Matt, don't tell him the truth. Don't be dumb, please. He wasn't. Thank God. For the first time in forever. LOL, the White Cloaks are working for the Forsaken. They wouldn't know a dark friend if it bit them in the ass. They are? Well, aren't the questioners? No, no. Put him to the question. Doesn't need to be the White Cloaks. Oh, I thought the questioners were specifically White Cloak torturers. I didn't realize that that could be any torturers. Uh, Well, there are... Questioners is a slang term for the... um, uh, inquisitors. The yeah, I think I think they're called the Inquisitors. I forget exactly what they're. It's not Inquisitors. Shocky, shocky, bang, bang, dudes. Um, 
I think it might be Inquisitors, but it's it's a they hate the term questioners. Are you thinking like Inquisitors, like like Spanish in Inquisition. Spanish Inquisition? Yeah, yeah. but they're actually because they're Shepherd's Crook, and I think they're actually called Inquisitors or something to that effect. I'll check. Qu- questioners is not their actual name. It's questioners their slang is, term. They if you call them a questioner, they're probably gonna be like, oh, so you're a dark friend? Let's find out. So it's like in theater where you call uh, theater technicians techies. They don't like that. Uh. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, it's more like, um, it's more like calling a scientist a conehead. Who has ever? Do, uh, no, no, not a conehead, four eyes. Egghead? Egghead, yeah, egghead, thank you. Uh-huh. It's more like calling a scientist an egghead, where it's like, that's rude, please don't do that. Okay. Not that egghead is even that but rude. Te- techies is rude, too, from what I've oh, been okay. led well, to believe. There you go. I think maybe some people are okay with it and some people don't like it. I know that there are some that don't, so I just avoid it altogether. Sure. Um, okay. That's all I got. All right. So, chapter 46. Mm-hmm. Andor, Lion. We find ourselves with Matt at the wall that Rand climbed once upon a time. Uh, yep. Matt is where tracking down that wall. Where he spilled his ass into the garden. Where he met Elaine Tricand, whose first line was something to the effect of, They're keeping him from touching the true source, silly. Because everyone was 15 in book one, I guess. Yeah. Matt. And... Gawain's first inklings of love for Rand. <laughs> Adoration. True, true belovedness for his Randy. He just wants to bro down with Rand Paul. Two Rivers number one fan. Hello, Rand. It's me, Gawain. I know you've been thinking about me. Have you received all of my letters? I've been scattering them to the wind. Mm-hmm. I knew that our love was destined. It would come to you soon. Yes. I've been sending many a pigeon, just <laughs> in your general direction, because I have no idea where you are. Just as I just say, find my randy, and then I kiss it. My love <laughs> and Rand's will like, strike I've killed every <laughs> pigeon. I thought they were all our friends. <laughs> oh, I thought those oh, were shit. crows, Oh, shit, I killed bro. literally sorry. every pigeon you sent. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Matt uh, finds finds the wall, climbs up it, picks some flowers, puts it in his hair, because, you know, why not, why I not? guess. It's a nice-smelling flower. He just... He's so funny to me. He just does these things where I go, what are you doing? You're in the middle of a B&E and you're going to stop and put a little rose in your hair? Like if you saw a mysterious dude in your massive property that had mysterious people in all the time and he had a flower in his hair. He just sits up there making daisy chains. Would you be more afraid of him or be like, oh, it's just some peasant who's here because he's a -a make-a-wish kid? (laughs) Why? I don't know. I feel like flower in the hair makes so it less bad. less uh, innocuous, less oh my God. Um, conspicuous. Like, Don't attack the make a wish. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you guys. He thinks back briefly to a time where he went into the mountains of mist with Rand and Perrin just for fun. So we get a paragraph about that. Of course they that. did. Yeah, and his mom got mad because mm-hmm. he nearly died. Yeah, because they went into the fucking mountains by themselves for like three days. And, and that's I, I bet they dangerous. didn't leave a note. I'm sure they didn't. You but, always yeah. got to leave your parents a note telling, especially if you're going camping. If you're going camping, everyone should know where you are. You should literally send out a carrier pigeon to everyone you know, being like, just so you know. That's the central message of 127 I'm hours. going, literally. The guy had to cut his own arm off. If, if he like just a, told a his mom knife. where he was, not to victim blame or anything, but you got to tell your mom no, where you are. it's his own damn fault. you got to tell your mom or your dad 
or your if you're going somewhere alone, or your dads, or your grandparents, guardians, whoever, <laughs> your godparents, whoever's watching you, whoever needs to have an eye on you, just let someone know where you are, so that if you don't come back, they know where to look for you. Yeah. Dummies. He sneaks through the garden. There's a lot of pretty flowers. He describes a lot of them. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. They're pretty. There's one called Emmons Bloom, I think. Emmons Emmons Glory, mm-hmm. which is fun because sure. Emmons Field. Yeah. He I follows a couple of guards. The guards are talking about what? Killing, Killing Elaine. Elaine. On their way to Tear, great master. The man sounded frightened and obsequious. Let them ruin his plans if they can. It'll serve him right if three untrained girls can foil him. See, and that's what I feel, is that the Forsaken, while they're, like, working together with air quotes... Yeah, seems like they're kind of working in parallel, but not together. Yeah, it seems like they're all kind of in a weird, almost sibling rivalry type of thing, where it's like, you know, they're they're all competitive over who gets to win Dad's love. Mm -hmm. But... Dad is not Baalsman. Dad is whoever gets to fuck up the world the most. But if it's Dad's love, then wouldn't Dad be evil? The you know the uh, dark one. But they one? don't seem to be like obsessed with Baalsman. They they if anything, they're like weirdly dismissive of the devil. Hmm. You know, from Weird. what I've seen, like Lanfear is weirdly dismissive of him. Well, he, she's the only one we've seen interact with Balsaman, right? Those two other guys were fighting with him as well. Yeah, and they were yelling at him like he was like a hated stepdad. Sure, well, then if dad's not Balsaman, then what is dad? Dad is who can fuck up the world the most. So they, they're, they're trying the to evilest. become dad? Maybe. Okay. Maybe they want to be the head haunch. Can you usurp the dark one? Pff, I have no fucking idea. I'm speculating. Sure. Because I go, you know... T- don't want to use Harry Potter as an example, but I'm going to. Like, Lucius Malfoy's a badass MC. Like, he's a bad dude um, on his own, but he still, like, pales whenever Valdi shows up. But these guys, basically, this version of Valdi shows up, and they're like, meh, unimpressed. Well, are they treating him like an equal, or are they treating him like... It seems like it's like a... They're treating like him like a above. middle manager they don't want to have. Sure. Well, then, I mean, who who would Baalsman be the middle ground between? The pattern? Pattern doesn't I care. I know. I I don't know. All right. I don't know. But it seems like they they view themselves, even though they swore an oath to him, like like they seem to be really regretting signing that contract. Sure. And Baalsman really <laughs> and likes to really remind over them him. on the reg that they signed a contract with the Great Lord of the Dark. Yeah. Whereas we see a lot of other people acting like... You know, this is literal Satan and being very subservient and very sort of being very obsequious toward him and wiggling like worms and all that stuff. And it just seems like they can't be bothered to express that kind of reverence. Sure. You know, it just there's just something interesting about that relationship that I want to keep clocking because to me it feels like they all are sort of in this interesting sibling rivalry with him involved in that. Like I feel like they're they're kind of like we're gonna do whatever we want. Sure. It's still gonna be evil, but we're gonna do what we want on our terms. Sure. Almost treating him like he's one of them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's almost like they're on the same level. Weird. Yeah. Which I go, that's weird because he's Satan. Don't you think he could destroy them if he wanted to? Well, so he's... then, why doesn't he? 
That's a very good question. Like, why didn't he burn Lanfear's ass when she was being annoying to or him? Or wiggle her out of existence. Or anything. He didn't do, like, he basically, like, warned her that she signed a contract with him as if, you know, she was some kind of employee. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, I feel like if they had taken that kind of tone with him, he would have just, like, zapped them out of life. Well, why might, why didn't he, I guess? <laughs> do you have any idea? Maybe they're, I don't know. Maybe he needs them for something bigger. Mm. So he's like, I'll let you be spoiled brats because I need, like, I'm playing a long game of chess here. You guys have tenure. Yeah. You all have tenure. (laughs) This is just prime of Miss Jean Brody. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they all were just, like, in captivity together for too long and they just got really sick of each other. (laughs) Just buddies now. Yeah, they're just like, I'm fucking over you, but, like, would never do anything to kill you because, you know, we, we had to do our dishes together. Yeah. That means something. Yeah. All right. Which Forsaken was the worst at doing dishes? Lanfear. Done. Already know. Okay. I mean, I don't know the other personalities very well, but I just don't see her, like, doing a dish. Doing anything to help. I I see her being a very terrible roommate. I think that's not unreasonable Mm -hmm. as an assumption. Like, her room was really clean, but she didn't do shit in the common areas. (laughs) We all know that person. We all know that. We've all been that person. Where you're like, oh, your room is pristine, but like, God, but fuck everyone else that isn't you, right? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Matt is hiding from these guys. They are chatting mm-hmm. about how one of the girls is more gazes. I'm sorry, it's the other guy. One of the girls is more more gazes knit and knit like she's lice. Yeah. Wow. The uh, the great master is going. He's been far too impatient since regaining his freedom. He never realized the best plans take time to mature. He wants the world in a day and Kalendor besides the great lord take him. He may seize the girl and try to make some use of her, and that might strain my own plans. He's kind of like me. He's like, I've been playing the guitar for two weeks. How am I not an expert? (laughs) Those ignorant slatterns in their tower will have a difficult time producing her after this disappearance. Slatterns. That's basically fancy word for hoes. It is. uh, Yes. That is a fancy word for hoes. We know wow. She's, Big talk from Robin over here. We know she's on her way to Tyr, but the vessel she traveled on was found at Erangel, and all three of them had left it earlier, which is really lucky that that ship ran aground. Say that again. 
We know she's on her way to Tyr, but the vessel she traveled on was found at Erangil, and all three of them had left it earlier. Oh. Remember when their ship ran aground and yeah. Jowl King was like, Please don't leave the ship, it's not safe. Was Jowl King bad? I don't know, maybe. They got off, though, and um, and did not get intercepted at the at the port because of that. Maybe he let them know, though, that... The, oh, no, he couldn't have because they were looking for them on the boat. Because I was like, maybe he told somebody that they had left. Maybe. Yeah, I guess he didn't. I don't know, but it's lucky, isn't it? Yeah. Or somebody on the boat was bad. Uh-oh. The great master who, spoilers, is Gabriel, who Allie thinks is Robin. Uh, it's totally Robin. <laughs> concludes by demanding that Komar bring me all three heads or you will pray for me to take yours. If it's not Robin, it's still really impressive that I predicted that a Forsaken would show up in chapter 46. 46. Yeah. That's still like of all the chapters. Okay. Matt peeks out from behind the roses he's hiding in and there's a really handsome guy looking very powerful um, standing there looking at the closed door. And the minute he said handsome, I went, that's him. And the guy goes, yes, great master. And it turns out that this hot man who looks ripped and buff is actually the cringing one, not Gabriel. Oh, the hot dude is cringing? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The other guy, Gabriel's gone. See, but don't. See, what I like about this is, like, you know, it's not all of the bad guys in this have, like, weird scars and, like, horrifying faces <laughs> and pointy teeth. It's like, y'all, bad dudes can be hot. Mm-hmm. And bad hot. ladies can be hot. Lanfear's super yeah. hot. It means nothing. What's his face? The serial killer. There's Ted Bundy. Lion. Bundy was Ted Bundy. Wasn't he? Well, everyone says that, but then I look at him and go, "Really?" Well, you know he's a serial killer. That's true. I do have the advantage your, your of knowing perspective <laughs> he's a guy. fucking serial killer. Um, and he was like 1970s hot. I read, you this know, like kind of spindly. Story on Reddit. It may or may not be true, but a guy is like, "Yeah, no, my dad actually worked with Ted Bundy, like in his, you know, job." And every Friday, he would turn to him and he would go, see you Monday, Bundy. And I'm really glad that uh, Ted Bundy never just killed my dad for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> that is really fucking irritating. <laughs> Matt uh, decides, I hate all of this. I want to get the letter out and get out of here. So he pulls the letter out of his pocket and he just starts walking around, holding it out in front of him but with the seal. Note, that's why you should always be nice to your weird coworker because you just never know. But also don't be so nice that they like, you know, it's like be middling nice. Nice enough they won't kill you, be but civil. not so nice that they'll kill you. Eventually, <laughs> Matt finds a guard and uh, the guy whips his sword out. And Matt just goes, letter, 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 land. I want to give the letter. No, give me a letter, letter, please. I got a letter. And the man in the man introduces himself as Talonvor. Oh, my God, no. Gawain's like. Hey, I sent a, like a whole caravan of people to bring you a letter, Rand. Like I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, there was a woman. Yeah, they were gonna do a little dance for you. Eleven guys. Really nice people. There my was best. Actually, a actually, cupcake. my eleven best friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I got. Yeah. No, I didn't. Never know, and I didn't see. Him. I never saw them. <laughs> um, the guy introduces himself as Guardsman Lieutenant Talonvor. We have actually met this guy before. Well, another side note. Yeah. Rand would be the worst person to throw a surprise party right now. Yes. That would, imagine? Be, that would not go well. <laughs> that would go badly. Never, ever throw a surprise party for Rand. Done. Put that down. This guy, we have met this guy before. Do you remember when we met this guy? 
Um, I'm assuming when Rand broke in the first time. Yeah. This he is, was not happy about that. This is the guy who was with Morgays guarding her when Rand broke in the first time. Mm-hmm. And here he is again being Talonvor. Uh, Talonvor looks at the letter. He goes, oh, yeah, I recognize that sigil. He's managed to escape all of the firings and pink slips that have yep. gone around. He's just, because I guess he really, really likes more gays. That's good. Um, she should have somebody in her corner. I know. The the guy, Talonvor, goes, oh, yeah, no, I recognize that sigil. Give me the letter and I'll take it to more gays. I promise. And, and Matt goes, I made a pinky square. Yep. Which is very important that... I would hand deliver this to her. So you're going to bring me to her. And then the guy, in a massive overreaction, puts his sword to Matt's throat and is like, if you fucking make a move to fuck up Manace, I will stab you to death, sir. Matt goes, I am a loyal Anderman, and a faithful subject of the queen. The light illumined her. Why, if I had been here during the winter, I'd have followed Lord Gabriel for sure. And Talonvor just kind of looks at him like, hmm. Ew. Go on. I feel like he secretly hates Gabriel and is just kind of sticking around to try and make sure that potentially nothing happens. Well, he, he talks or, about this later, right? A little bit. Does he? I Matt says, hey... So, oh, so lots of stuff's been the... going on. How do you le- how do you feel about all that? And he goes, "I am very, very loyal to more gays." And then he walks Ooh, away. Ooh, that means yes, that means I hate this shit. Or he's lying. I don't think so. Okay, I don't think so. I think he just saw how what happened to Gareth Brynn and was like, because I feel like he wasn't was probably into Gareth Brynn and then Gareth Brynn got sent away and he was like, well, somebody's got to stick around and make sure that you know somebody defends the queen. Mm-hmm. We're not. We can't all just mass quit. Like no. sometimes we've got stuff to do. Talonvor, before they go in to meet more gays, says, "Take the flower out of your hair. Do you think you came here courting?" Matt pulls the flower Matt's out of like, his hair. Matt's like, "I'm and... always courting." <laughs> kind of. My yeah. my motto is A B C. Always, always be, be courting. courting. Goes like, "You can't seduce a queen," and Matt goes, "Well, maybe you can't seduce a queen." <laughs> you have to admire the balls. <laughs> <laughs> like the. His brain and his balls are the same size, but you've got to admire like. And I'm like, I'll leave you to the imagination of like w- what size wise that looks like. Mm. Uh, but they're definitely the same size. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Matt, <laughs> Matt uh, uh, entertains fancies while they're walking to more gays. Wonders if she plays at dice, and then he goes, "That's a stupid fucking thing to think about. You of might have a does. gambling problem." <laughs> Gamblers Anonymous is going to get a new member. Wonders if she might make him a lord for giving him this letter, and then he's like, uh, that's probably not going to happen. Also, I don't know, do you think Matt would like being a lord? Well, yes and no. Mm. I think it's both. Because yes, because he seems to really be enjoying being the 1% so far. He loves He loves throwing money at crying children. You know, he like he loves that kind of shit. That I could see him getting really on board with is if he's like, I've got enough money to like do grand, ridiculous gestures that I claim are not grand, ridiculous gestures. Yeah. Um, I, I think he would like the perks. I think he would hate like he like Rand would be a terrible politician. Probably. Because he doesn't, he, he won't play the game. No, he would not play the game. No. You got to be able to play the game. But he kind of does here. 
in this chapter. He, out of the three, is prob- would probably be the best at playing the game. Mm-hmm. Perrin would be the worst at playing the game. No, Matt and Perrin are tied. So it's not, I mean, no, Perrin and Rand, Rand are tied. It's not hard for Rand, for Matt to be better than the other two because the other two suck at it so much. But he's definitely out of the three in terms of just, like, cleverness. He's the cleverest of the three sure. in that particular strain of cleverness. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But I think he wouldn't enjoy the, like, he said, she said of it all. Sure. I think he'd get really tired of that shit. He'd like having a lot of nice stuff, though. Mm-hmm. He does kind of get a little envious, I think, of Rand's cool duds. Uh, maybe. I think yeah. he gets a little, like, I want a really nice cloak yeah. with cool stuff embroidered on it. I want some lace. Yeah. <sighs> so. You know? Mm-hmm. I think he'd like the stuff, and he'd like the grand gestures of benevolence. Eventually, they encounter Morgays, and Matt immediately is like, well, she's very attractive. But in Matt speak... And that's, like, always at the forefront of Matt's mind. But Matt, I noticed this chapter, is an equal opportunity checker-outer. Yes, he He's is. Che- he checks you know out what? everybody. I kind of would dig if Rafe Judkins made the decision to make Matt a little bi. I think Rafe Judkins is going to be playing around with sexuality. Because, I don't know, I get a little bit of a bi vibe from Matt. Like, he, he appreciates it, yeah. the male form. He does. I mean, not that, His you know, you especially. can't be straight. Like, you and I talk about hot dudes all the time. Yeah. Um, Gus and I aren't shy about that kind of stuff. No. Um, but uh, I feel like he, you know, he, like, stops and notices a hot dude, too. He does. Yeah. He certainly does. I just would, I would be into it. Normalized bisexuality, that kind of thing. Yep. Talonvor uh, introduces him. My queen, I bring a messenger who bears a letter from the Lady Elaine. And Matt goes, from the daughter heir, uh, my queen. He kind of throws the letter towards her. And she goes, you bring a letter from my scapegrace child. That must mean she's alive, at least. Where is she? Matt goes, Tarvalon. She was when I left. Talonvor takes the letter, brings it to him. She reads it, goes back and forth between liking what's in it and not liking what's in it. Mm-hmm. Right? She kind of bounces around. Wi- Ooh. She kind of bounces around wildly. She can say no more, can she? We shall see whether she holds to the Gabriel. She's been raised to the accepted, less than a year in the tower and raised already. When I put my hands on the wretched child, she will wish she was still a novice. And Matt's like, um, is she okay? Is this normal? PMS does. <laughs> Does this seem normal? No. That's that's, that's Matt's sexism mm-hmm. going, so PMS, is that what's happening? Does this seem like normal behavior? No. Yes, perhaps. Okay, I'm going to settle with no. I think it's like, because especially like her being like, she's raised to the accepted. Boo. Mm-hmm. Um, I think normally that would be something that would make her really happy. Mm-hmm. Well, she said, I'm happy that she was raised to the accepted. I'm still going to kill her, though. I mean... It might be normal behavior. Let me tell you a story. Once upon a time, my mom had a toddler and a newborn at the same time, and my dad decided that was a great day to go play golf. <laughs> and she was going to murder him to death mm-hmm. when he came home, which is fair. Never do this. Never leave your wife alone with two small children. It's not a good idea at a to, play, notice, to play golf when your baby is like, I don't know, five days old. So he goes, he gets a hole in one. He comes home. My mom was like, well, I was going to murder you, but now I can't because you got a hole in one. 
I feel like it's one of those. Sure. Let's see. It's it. a mixed emotion type of thing. Matt decides that he should probably mention the whole one of the people in your court is trying to kill your daughter. And then my dad, of course, with my sister and I, he goes, that's the second proudest I've ever been. <laughs> the second happiest I've ever been was the hole in one. It sounds like him. It's like we get to figure out which, which, which one of child you was he was the first happy Yeah. Matt goes, my queen, by chance, I overheard, be silent, boy. We will hear what you have to say in a moment. Okay, see, here's my thing that drives me nuts. Well, A, first of all, thank God he cut him mm-hmm. off. Because Matt needed to hear that voice. Mm-hmm. But, but... What annoys me always is that there's, like, the low guy on the totem pole always has really important, pertinent information, and everyone's like, shut up. And I'm like, let the dude talk. Yeah. Let him talk. He's got important shit to say. Just because he's not your rank doesn't mean that you could just cut him off for classism. Mm -hmm. Hate that. Hot take. Hate classism. And all the other isms. Gabriel, Gabriel slash Great Lord <laughs> slash whoever he is, uh, looks back at Matt and he goes, "What can you tell us of this boy?" And Matt goes, "What?" Uh, he goes, "Nothing. I can't tell you anything. All this is the first time I've heard this letter." Yep. I don't know. I have no idea. I've never met a. I've met her one time. My name is. Um, I've never met Ellen. What's my name? <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> Tom Grinwell. I'm Tom Grinwell. I'm gonna My take... sister Elsie is studying in the tower. I'm going to take the names of the two people and that I've I met. I was like, oh my God, Elsie. And I was so excited. Her <laughs> impact continues. I know. She, she, she has ripples in that pattern, mm-hmm. let me tell you. I don't know anything about queens and thing. I will go home now to my farm dad with my cow. And Elsie Grinwell... We'll be home one day. We love her very much. She is a good child. Elsie. And he's like, I think he bought it. Is and I cool. go, mm, I don't know. Do you know where Elaine was going, boy, or on what business? Speak the truth, and you have nothing to fear. Lie, and you will be put to the question. And he goes, I, nope, I, don't, uh, I don't know no. Ellen very well. I couldn't tell you. And Morghese is like, dude, we don't have to torture the farm boy with a letter so she's not so far gone that she can't put a stop to things every now and then yeah and he's like fucking fine we won't torture the farm boy yeah and he just goes as my queen commands so shall it be and she kind of like he goes clearly i feel like he goes clearly she hasn't been hypnotized enough god i like (laughs) keep hypnotizing her like you know, everybody saw that she said not to kill him, so I, I kind of have to let that go, but I'm going to, like, keep stroking her face with my hypnotic <laughs> fingertips. Do you think he's hypnotized her? Something. Sure, okay. Because so, I, I feel like there's no way. Like, I just think she's smarter than this. What's the Wheel of Time version of hypnosis? Have we heard this term before? Yeah. Because there is it's, one. It's whatever um, What's-Her-Face did to What's-Her-Face. Um, Leandrin did, did this to, to... Yeah, Amelisa. Yes, yes. Um, so we've seen it. It's mm-hmm. called... Compulsion. Compulsion. Okay, I, I was going to go with influencing, but... Influencing. But they're not Instagram models. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Forsaken are just like flat tummy tea. I'm trying to think of another thing that they sell. Uh... Oh. Shaker bottles. Third love bras. (laughs) 
But also third love bras. Hit us up. <laughs> uh, oh, Fab uh, Fit Fun Box. Fab Fit Fun Box. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking Robin's like, all right, we won't kill the farm boy if he buys a Fab Fit Fun Box with my promo code Rockin' Robin. To run your own business from home in your jammies. It's totally not Amway. Oh my goodness. Anyway, Matt is uh, let go by Morgays, who is very excited that uh, Elaine is okay. Yep. Super thrilled. Elaine does have a saucy tongue far too often for her own good. I am happy she is well. And then she looks at Matt and goes, A young man who has left his small village often finds it difficult to return to it. I think you will travel far before you see Comfrey again. Perhaps you will even return to Tarval, and if you do, and if you see my daughter... Tell her that what is said in anger is often repented. I will not remove her from the White Tower before time. Tell her that I often think of my own time there and miss the quiet talks with Shiriam in her study. And Robin's like, shh. <laughs> also, that's really Let funny. Let me take that shit away from you. <laughs> also, that's really funny. We hate those bitches. Yeah. Uh, what? That's really funny as well. Yeah, that she was like, oh, she's like, I visited the Spank Master. Yes, tell my daughter that I had a lot of fun, you know, just chatting with Shiriam. I'm sure she feels the same way. <laughs> Passive aggressive as mm. fuck. Gabriel, essentially, Gabriel looks at him and goes, yes, you're going to be out of town for a while. Here's all the money I have on my purpose, on my person. Now leave. And he turns back to Morgays and he goes, Hey, so you were married to Terengale Damadred, which means that theoretically you might have kind of a claim on the throne for Kyrian, so, you know, that shit's all fucked up right now. You should consider maybe, you know, pressing that claim and declaring war on the country that's in chaos so you can annex the whole ass thing. What do you think? Pay no attention kinda, to my weird strokes. Just kind of sits there. Talonvor touched Matt on the arm and they backed away. Gabriel was still speaking, and every lord and lady seemed to hang on his words. Morghese was frowning as she listened, yet she nodded as much as any other. Uh, that's not good. And that's... Internally, she knows it's not the right thing. So, okay, this leads us to wonder, what is this guy's motive? I think it's to marry Morghese and get all this power. That could line up, but we'd address why that wouldn't work next chapter. We do. But I have a thought about that. The end of chapter 46. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Chapter 47 is called To Race the Shadow. That's the chapter logo. Dice. Dice. Now, Go back to Matt. Do you have notes for chapter 47? I do. I do. Back to Matt. Continuing with Matt. Well, back to Matt. A Matt-centric chapter because oh, sure. we uh, we went to, you know, more gays being kind of the center of attention, even though Matt was narrating. Gotcha. Yeah. 
as white as a scholar is a dope description. Made me laugh. <laughs> and they said, though, let's not forget that scholars can come in multiple shades, Robert. I think they meant white as in pale because they never go outside. Oh, no, I know what he meant. Yeah. But it made me laugh. Certainly. Um, Tom likes cats. We stand. <laughs> he was like staring at the calico cat. And I went, mm, same, buddy. At any party, I go find the pets. Mm-hmm. That's some treasonous talk, my dude. <laughs> Matt's just like, what would happen if Elaine and Morgays just died? Yeah, like just, who, uh, who would be in charge? And everyone like is Looks silent and then one person coughs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not involved in this conversation. If I cough really loudly, maybe everyone maybe will think that I'm me. not involved. So then what's Robin's long-term game plan? Get Mayo to make him more powerful? Yeah, because if he can't be, like, supreme ruler of everything, though I guess, you know how they say, like, behind every powerful man is a powerful woman, which, you know, in itself is really sexist, but uh, it's for a point. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like perhaps it's possible that um, he may be cool with just being puppet master to the, you know, highest position. Or, I mean, what's who's to say that, more gays can't change the rules Succession and customs laws. to make him that's true. equal or whatever. To make it not a matriarchy. Or, yeah. That's, that's true. what I'm saying. That's a good point. It's like, it made me think of, you know, when Thomas Jefferson and Hamilton goes, oh, we can change that. You know why? Because I'm the president. I'm the president, yeah. That's, that's kind of what I'm wondering. Well, it depends on which forsaken this is and what their attitude is towards ruling, right? Because presumably not all of them are going to be like, it's me, I'm king, let me be in charge. Presumably some of them are going to be, you know, working from the shadows or like a spider. Content or to puppet from, master. You know, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. He could be kind of like, I'm cool with being the prince consort and making my will happen from the background. Yeah, or just like, listen to me because I speak mm-hmm. truth. Think, mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Yeah. Um, can Forsaken have children? As far as we know. I mean, as far as we know, anybody can have children. Well, I'm just wondering if like, part of the have a kid and then knock her off impetus for getting rid of elaine is oh yeah no secure the succession yeah possibly but i I don't know what else what what other reason would you have for doing that um i mean other than the fact that she's an Aes Sedai and we hate those speaking as a forsaken she would become queen and this person would not have any influence over her she might also notice what he's doing to her mom, but then that would make give him reason to want to get rid of Gawain and Galad too, right? Gawain and Galad can't inherit. No, but I just mean like in terms of Oh, yes. Yes. In terms know, of cleansing the him whole family. Doing some out. Sketchiness. Yeah, but I'm Horrible just saying, you know, word to use. I'm sorry. <laughs> cleansing the whole yeah. family out. Oh, I mean, that's essentially what, what he wants to do, yeah. Maybe. The the PR version of what he would do, which yeah. is fucking murder everybody. Yeah. Um but I just wonder like, could that be but, you know, then theoretically you're like, but he would live forever. So why would he care about having, yeah, having a, an heir? An heir. But I go, maybe if he wanted to change the line of succession so that, like, you know, once more gays dies, then the succession goes to him. Mm. And he's playing the long game. Sure. Or Absolutely. the short game, depending on how quickly he smothers her. Yeah. Um, hmm. Bad dreams? Nah, Gabriel's fine. <laughs> <laughs> It seems to be a recurring theme, so I'm wondering if, like, this is going to be, like, a trigger for us to know that a Forsaken is around. You remember in the beginning of this book when Perrin was like, I had dreams of bad dreams, I don't like my dreams, and Moraine went, well, I said I ward their dreams so that shit doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Perhaps it works both ways. That 
that if the Forsaken warded their dreams, other people would not be having this reaction to their dreams. But they don't. They're not warding. Right. They're not. Which is weird. They're just blasting their dreams out there like a fucking SETI radio. Which is weird. Maybe that's just not something they do. Or maybe they don't care. That seems most likely. They just right? don't care enough to. Yeah, like, like who the, the fuck Aes Sedai is going like, with us? Yeah, like the Aes Sedai go, people, might, people like the Forsaken might want to fuck with us in our dreams. But yeah. the Forsaken seem to be like, love myself the dream world. Mm-hmm. That's fucking great. Mm-hmm. They, they don't seem to really care about no. their Anything. brain security. No, because they, they're like, I'll, I'll take care of it. Anyway, I've, I've been yeah. talking over your notes. This is going to be the most high-stakes game of telephone. <laughs> I love that they're going to solve this problem by acting like a bunch of middle school girls. Yeah. Let's make a rumor about it to take her down. That's just, everyone might start thinking. I heard this. that she wears thongs, and then it's like everybody knows by the end of the day. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, dude, that was a big thing. Like, the first girl to wear a thong, everyone was like, oh my god. Did you Isn't know? It just more it's comfortable. Like she just no. <laughs> In no way is it more comfortable. Sorry, I mean, I mean more. Um, you can't see it. It's right? so that yeah. It's so that when you wear pants or like anything that's tight. Yeah, you can't it, see it. The line doesn't show. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. Sure. It's people. Girls are mean to each other. Yeah. Well, nobody yeah. knew. It. So are men. Men by the are way. too. Yeah. Yeah. No one talks about it, but men are mean to each other too. Yeah, yeah, in, in different like, ways. Like, super fucking me. <laughs> but everyone's like, girls are drama. I'm like, men are also drama. You know, not to not to reference Louis C.K.'s humor, because the guy's, you know, not ideal as a person, um, but he did have a comedy bit where he talks about how boys at that age destroy one another physically and girls destroy people psychologically. I think largely true. Mm. Though I, I would say, I don't know. I've seen some really manipulative shit from boys, too. It's Absolutely. Just, but I agree that usually... Yeah. You can't generalize, of yeah, course. You can't generalize, but I would say that, that, that there is an evolutionary reason a lot of the time for the way that our society is structured. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of it is that women spent a lot more time developing social intelligence because they were the ones at camp, like, doing that stuff while the men were out hunting and doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like... That is a reason used to explain, like, the behavior of, like, middle school kids and, like, mm-hmm. why it seems like boys like to beat the shit out of each other and girls are more like, you know, let me start this rumor and break her down psychologically. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so there's definitely, like, a reason for that. But I just love that Tom's like, we could start a juicy rumor. <laughs> we'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. I, I heard that Morgay's friend is a fugly slut. <laughs> Do not trust her. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the neckbeard about this whole woman thing. Oh, so so just as we're like, we can't generalize about women and men, because certainly I've had men make up mean as shit rumors about me Mm -hmm. in middle school also. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, a lot of my psychological tormentors in in middle school were men. Mm -hmm. Um, But I uh, definitely think that we can't, so we definitely can't generalize. But then Robert Jordan goes, let me generalize about women and men. <laughs> let me break it down for you. Even though we live in this equal society, let me generalize about women and men. We- well, and what was it? Women? Quote, unquote, equal society, but one where there's a colossal okay. fucking gulf between men and women. Men forget, but never forgive. Women forgive, women but never forgive, forget. Women forgive, but never forget. Do you think that's true? He had it back. You have it backwards. He said men forgive, but never forget. Women. No. 
Men forget oh, no, but never right. forgive. Sorry, yeah. Women forgive but never forget. No, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Like, I think the general idea is um, guys hold grudges. Like, it doesn't make sense. He's, I think he's saying, because he's saying men forgive but, men forget but, what does he say? Like, men eventually, like, lose interest in their anger, I feel like, but don't, like, aren't, like, it's cool. Whereas women are like, it's cool, but I'm also going to find it time to fucking kill you for it. I don't know. I kind of got what he was saying, sort of, where it's like... Men forget but never forgive. Women forgive but never forget. So, yeah, he's saying men will stay angry at someone and not be sure why. Uh Uh-huh. Whereas women will ostensibly make amends and always know, like, well, you did this to me. Well, that's definitely true of my parents. Sure. (laughs) It's a colossal generalization. It's not rooted in it's 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 very 90s. Yeah, I think it's very like, you know, uh, I I all no shade toward Robert Jordan at all, because I always try to think about things in terms of like what was going on at the time in terms of gender politics and in terms of um, just regular politics. Um and definitely it was still even in the 90s a lot more traditional structurally. Like I think you would say that you're the outlier and that you were raised by your dad at home for yeah. the most part and your mom was the one who was the sole, the main breadwinner. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that Yeah, my dad was an opera singer. Um that and... was which I think by the way is like the coolest thing ever. But Oh, no, yeah, it's awesome. Um just for context, my dad was an opera singer, my mom's a doctor. And right. when they had me my dad opted to be the, you know. Yeah. Like, even at my age now, having a blended family with divorced parents was weird. Like, I was oft remarked upon. Like, a lot of the time they'd be like, well, you know, the reason why she's having difficulty in school is because she's the child of divorce. And my mom was like, no, the reason she's having difficulty in school is because she has actual fucking learning disabilities. Mm-hmm. But no one listened to her because it was the 90s. Um but, you know, it's like those traditional families were were what the mainstream was. I mean, Modern Family, which was at the time considered a revolutionary show, didn't come on until uh, we were in 15 or so, 15 or 16. Yeah. So we were in high school. 2009-ish. When that show came out. Um, so, like, you know, traditional gender roles, even with women in the workforce, like it was still like women needed to be as masculine as possible and needed to, when they were in the workforce mm-hmm. and where, you know, I think we were still in shoulder pads at the time, um, that kind of thing. So yeah. I, I just I think about that where I go, even though that was, um, you know, getting close to 30 years ago. What's well, second? It's this would be second wave feminism, right? Um, It would or still like it would straddling. be like the tail end of second wave. Yeah. Um, yeah. They. Yeah, it would be the end of second wave, but um, and the kind of the beginning of the third. Uh, what was I just saying? Oh, I just I think about those things when we're reading because I go, yeah, no, yeah, 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 this you, lines you up with in... what what the conversations were about men and women at the time. Like men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I believe came out around that time. That sounds right, and that Jordan there was a lot of stuff about lot. like the nature of women versus yeah, the nature the of fundamental men happening. There's a lot there was a lot of conversations about that versus like our. You know, that that we are fundamentally different in terms of our because of our biology. Mm-hmm. And now I think it's gotten a lot more nuanced um, in terms of 
oh, this just in people are people and we're all going to be multifaceted and we all contain multitudes. But, you know, um, at that point, that was what the conversation was, was like the difference between women and men was highlighted a lot more than the similarity. Like a a really rudimentary way to describe first, second and third wave feminism would be like women are people, women are men, women are women. Yes. Kind of. Well. Like incredibly reductive. Wait, you're saying first, second, and third? That's yeah. what the... Um, I would say first wave was largely like, give us a vote. Right. That was w- really sort of the... Yeah. Women are, are people um, who, you know, women deserve the right to vote and yeah. have an active say in, in the political sphere. I think that was sort of the first. Then the second one was a lot about women in the workforce. Right. And like their place there. And a lot of the dogma at the time was like... For women, make yourself sort of as masculine as possible. So yeah. big shoulder pads, yeah. pantsuits. Yeah. Um, women are women are men. Women once can be once they got men. over, like women didn't need to wear dresses in the workforce. Then it was like be very androgynous mm-hmm. in in the way you comport yourself. Don't ever cry. You know, like basically be a dude mm-hmm. um, in every way, shape, and form. And then um, third wave was a lot, and and there was also definitely some uh, reproductive rights, but that was a also very linked to two different things one racism and eugenics but then also and that was sort of in the middle of first and second wave there was Mm -hmm. like conversations in Mm -hmm. both and then ongoing yeah it's been ongoing and then also um funnily enough um the rights for uh yeah but that was um based in racism and eugenics but also based in women being able to be in the workforce but margaret sanger who got her husband to fund um you know, the initial birth control pill and yeah. was sort of the founder of Planned Parenthood. She was crazy racist and the way that she, and he, he was even more racist and the way she convinced him to fund it was we can get rid of undesirables in our mm-hmm. community. But um, what it uh, but uh, ostensibly it was also for uh, women being able to have a say in when their family began and yeah. have a say over when was like, it voluntary how long motherhood? Was the term? Yes, voluntary motherhood and when when she was wanting to, at that time, walk away from the workforce. Um, because at that time, that was, you, you stopped working once you had children, mm-hmm. largely. Um, and then third wave, I would say, has gotten a lot into um, sexuality politics, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of intersectionality, hopefully. Like, that's sort of the push. But, of course, yeah. there's a lot of white feminists that are resistant to that mm-hmm. because they can't recognize their own racism. Um, but it's a lot of like, um, I suppose you know, just say women, women are, can be period. feminine. Yeah. yeah I, women are like women can yeah. be feminine and still be taken seriously. It doesn't uh, that, um, <clears throat> you know, a, a lot of second wave feminism when it was anti pornography. And now it's a lot about sex workers rights mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we're just never going to I'm sorry, we're just never going to get rid of the sex industry. It's it it's the older than profession. time itself. Mm-hmm. And like we need to also be embracing the fact that there are people that <clears throat> by choice or because they have to choose to make their living uh, or choose or don't choose to make their living that way. Mm-hmm. And it, to deny that is just fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and to deny that they deserve rights just like everybody else is fucking stupid. And then um, things like. You know, there are big questions like what makes a woman a woman now because it doesn't necessarily yeah, yeah, have because, to do with because gender is a construct. Yeah, and that sort of in, that opened yeah. a huge Which is door why women of like is inner, is a miswording. Yeah, and yeah. that's yeah, women are women is sort of a miswording, and that it's just like 
We've moved past that. How do I think now it's more like how does feminism fit with all of the other issues that we have in the world? Yeah, because you need to have intersectionality or else like what the fuck are you doing? And that men need to be included in that conversation, too, because Mm -hmm. toxic masculinity has affected all of us in different ways. And the Mm -hmm. patriarchy has affected all of us in different ways. Um, And that's why men's suicide rates are higher. And that's why, um, you know, uh, all of these different things all of these different problems in society have occurred and that like to say that men are excluded from that or um, that trans people are excluded from that or that people of color, especially black women are excluded from that. Like all of that is completely asinine. Yeah. Um, And that, that really the way to, to move forward is to focus on um, making sure that everybody has equal opportunity and yeah. access. Um, Highly recommend if you want to learn more about this stuff. Uh, Women, race, and class by Angela Davis is yes. really fucking good. We, we've been doing a lot of social justice reading lately. Yes. Um, we're part of a book club, so we've been really excited about talking about this kind of stuff. Also, um, what is it called? How We Get Free, which is a book How of we interviews get free with the Combahee River, River Collective, Collective folks. Anyway, yeah, uh, great. Great, great tangent. Sorry. No, um, no, 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 you're but, good. But this is why when Robert Jordan, you know, really emphasizes a lot of the differences between men and women. And I think it's partially because that was a lot of the feminism narrative at that time. Yeah. Was like men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Mm-hmm. And we need to like celebrate those differences. And now it's sort of like what's our shared humanity and how do we move forward as a collective whole? Mm-hmm. Um, because we've all been hurt in different ways by one another. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and we've all been complicit in these systems of oppression. Yeah. So I think it's been really interesting to kind of evaluate from that perspective. Yeah, and Wheel of Time is definitely a product of And if I've time. said anything wrong, it's because I'm literally spitballing off the top <laughs> of my head what my knowledge is. So if I've, if I've misspoken, please correct me. But um, I'm just doing my best to sort of encapsulate the different waves in mm-hmm. a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. But I sure. would say, yeah, the first wave was just like, give us the vote. Can please. we have representation? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, do you have more notes? Um, no, I, I don't think no, I do. No, you don't. Okay. Uh, oh, wait. No, I do. Um, yeah, I'm not sure I buy that he's not still holding a candle for mayo. <laughs> um, I don't know. You might not. I think it's it's more complicated than that. You sure. know what I mean? Like, I I totally am in this, like, in, like, I totally see the argument of, like, time heals all wounds. And it certainly does. It makes things less painful. It, you know definitely make diminishes pain but you don't like there's also the like you never forget your first love kind of thing like you sure i don't think you ever like forget about the people you loved no um and i think that person is always special to you in some way or noteworthy to you in some way like you're always going to be like oh this guy i dated once like got engaged and you're always going to be like huh Mm -hmm. you know but like, I don't think it's it's ever going to be the same as, like, some random stranger. Sure. That makes where sense. you're like, oh, I went to high school with that guy. Cool. They're engaged. You know, like, yeah, it's always going to be like, huh, good for I th- that. I think what Tom is saying, though, is I, I no longer have, you know, strong feelings for her. Yeah. I, uh, I don't think he's like, I'm going to go weep into a mug of beer mm-hmm. because she's like he was getting married. Like, yeah. it's, no, it's no when Harry met Sally. Well, and who, In that way, who but, might he be holding a candle for now, according to you? I think he's holding a candle for Moraine. Sure. Because like my dad says, people are like monkeys. <laughs> they have to have a firm grasp on the next branch before they can let go of the last. Mm-hmm. That's what my dad says. That's a James Bond quote. Is it Bond? 
It's Bond. Okay. Um, and But I'm sure it's from something before that. You did point out that Dina is also a short Kyrie Annan woman. With brown hair. With, I think, brown hair. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but oh, 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 oh. Yeah, go ahead. But I, I do think you're always going to have, like, some kind of something. Yeah. You know, it's you're never going to be just indifferent to that person. No, I, I'd say that's damn near impossible. Yeah. I think if you have loved somebody like I assume Tom loved Moraine, because it sounds More like gays. it. Whatever. Sorry. More gays. You know, like, you let them go, but, you know, you're always going to have, like, a little. Yeah. Yeah. Like, whether it be negative or positive, you're always There's going to have be a something. feeling toward There was them. investment. Yeah. Yeah. Chapter 47, To Raise the Shadow. <laughs> uh, dice. Matt. Oh, I wasn't done. Oh. My last comment was, aw, Tom has a new life purpose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And what is that purpose? Um, He's going to hang out with Matt and save the Wonder Girls. Have a good time. That's right. But the Wonder Girls can save their damn selves. Am I right? Well, can they? I hope so. Probably, yeah. <laughs> but we're all family reunioning in tears. This seems to be the pattern of the books, is we, we do, like, we split up the party at the beginning of the book, and then we get back together by the end. Yeah. Well, that's the first three books, at least. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say if that continues. Because I'm just assuming we all have family reunion in tier. Uh, well, everyone's heading there. Mm-hmm. Probably. Likely. Matt gets out of the palace. Yep. He's led out by Talonvor. Mm-hmm. Talonvor is a cool name. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. The, the, the dude who stopped Matt on the way in sees him and, and is about to scream at him before Talonvor intercepts and says, Hey, this guy had a fucking letter from the daughter heir, you chompy dumb fuck that you didn't let in. Anyway, let's I also keep thought it walking. was telling that Matt described the guy as like a fat dude with rat eyes, and then Talonvor was like, Pant. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like he didn't laugh, but he he definitely was about to. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and I go, okay, so this guy really hates what's going on. Like I I trust this guy. Talonvor, before Matt walks off, goes, "Did you spend long in Tarvalon in the White Tower? Long enough to learn anything of it?" And Matt is like, "No, uh, uh no." I don't know anything. He goes, you must have heard something, man. Who is Shiriam? Does talking to her in her study mean anything? It means getting spanked, my dude. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I have no idea. Please stop. I don't know. I can't help you. I'm sorry. Why does it matter? Maybe he thought that by talking about that, that she was sending a more significant message yeah. to Elaine. I don't know, Talonvor said softly. There is too much I do not know. Sometimes Aww. I think she is trying to say something. Are you a loyal Anderman, Tom Grinwell? And Matt, oh, Matt is like... I feel like this guy is a good dude. I'm kind of concerned. Here's my prediction for this guy. Mm-hmm. This guy's going to get himself killed. F. This Matt, guy's dead maybe by the end of this book. Matt goes, yes, I am. It's fine. Yes. Yes. How about you? Are you? Do you serve more gays and Gabriel loyally? And he looks at him and he goes, I serve more gays, Tom Grinwell. Her I serve to the death. Mm-hmm. Fare you well. Yeah, see, I think his emphasis on her is... Oh, and see, that's his last line. Dude, he's fucked. Okay, here's my prediction. Next time we see him, Robin's, like, torturing the shit out of him. That could be. Or we we hear it like a one-off, like, oh, and tar- Talon Boy, what's his name? Talonvor. Talonvor. I was close. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talon Boy, he, he died, you know, in, like, trying to defend the queen somehow. Could be. Like that's 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 the next time we hear about him. He's dead. He's dead. He went down fighting for Moraine. Matt 
trots his way back towards the Queen's Blessing, thinking to himself all the way, well, fuck, now I have to save Elaine and Egwene and Nynaeve. Oh, other prediction? Other prediction? Hmm? Uh, At some point, Elaine's going to have to make good on that riding out into battle thing. Could be. Yeah. I mean, she did bring it up, so. Yeah. I think people don't bring stuff up for no reason. That's usually true. When? When? When is she going to have to do that? Like earlier, or is it going to wait until the last battle? I think she's going to be queen okay. at that point. Okay. Because I think, I think Mayonnaise is screwed. Because mm. well, we already know in the prophecy that she will be queen. So at some point, I think Mayonnaise is going to die. Yeah, but not all but the maybe prophecies... Maybe that's how Mayonnaise dies. Not all of the prophecies refer to things that happen within the scope of the books. Sure, but like, I feel as though maybe the earlier ones might have to. Sure. Also, I should mention that um, in case anyone is thinking, well, if there are prophecies that refer to things that happen after the books are over, it must mean the light wins. No, because the prophecies are predicated on the idea that there is a pattern. And if the dark one wins, the pattern doesn't really exist the same way anymore. So uh, bear that in mind. Matt trucks into the inn. Says, I'll be leaving, Master Gale. You can keep the coin and make a meal out of it. I'll stay long enough to eat, but uh, then I am on the road to Tyr. And Tom is like, "What? What? We're playing Go. Why? Why do you want to leave now? Mm-hmm. I'm kicking the shit out of Basil Gill. I have so much territory right now. I have so much fucking territory." Basil Gill says, "Oh, okay. How's more gays? And what's going on? How? You know, Gabriel. What? What's up with Gabriel?" And Matt says, "What can you tell me about Gabriel?" And he says, "Oh, he just sort of showed up." You know, during the unrest when Morgaze was off at Tarvalon, he just kind of appeared and then sided with the people who were supporting Morgaze and calmed everything down. And then uh, she came back and met him and thought he was really cool and gave him Elida's old job. And Gareth Brynn was like, I don't really like him. So now he's gone. Um, That's all anyone really knows. He came from out west somewhere. And Matt's like, what do you mean out west? And he's like, oh, I don't know, like the two rivers are somewhere around there, I think. And Matt's like, there's not any fucking lords in the two rivers, dude. That's not how the two rivers works. I'm from there. I should know. Matt's so tired of the misconceptions about the two rivers. <laughs> Basil Gill also mentions, yeah, you know, he was um, kind of harsh with how he put down the riots. Uh, he, uh, you know, hurt people a lot and... Morgaze wasn't super thrilled, and Gareth Brynn really didn't like how he handled it, but, you know, it, it, it worked, I guess. And Matt says, okay, cool. So, like, if Elaine and Morgaze both died, would he become king? And Tom goes, <coughs> <coughs> You'd think, you know, that that would be a bad thing to just put out there. Yeah. Andor has a queen, lad. Always a queen. If Morgaze and Elaine both died, the light send it not so, then Morgaze's nearest female relative would take the throne. At least there's no question of who that is this time. A cousin, the Lady Dylan. Not Dylan like the the Aiel spelled differently. Yeah, okay, because I was wondering. Spelled differently. Fucking bullshit that both of these characters have their names come up within ten chapters of each other, but whatever. Not like the succession after Tigraine died. It took two years before Morgaze sat on the Lion Throne then. Dylan could keep Gabriel as her advisor or marry him to cement the line, though she would not likely do that unless Morgaze had a child by him, which is what Morgaze did when she married Terengale, mm-hmm. because Terengale had had, had Galad with yeah, Tigraine. which was significant enough... To matter. Yeah, and it, it helped cement her um, connection. Yeah. She was like, you're already used to this guy. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep him. Let's just keep him there. Mm-hmm. Then he disappeared. Right? Didn't he? Di- or no, he died. This one died. He died. 
There are a couple. There are a few people who have just disappeared. Tigraine disappeared. Terengale died. Somebody else disappeared too. Isam. Uh, Isam disappeared. Luke went off after Tigraine. Yeah, Isam was the no. Isam uh, was Lan's cousin or uncle or something, and he um, vanished. Yeah, when Malkir got overrun, Bran took Isam as a baby and fled, and they have never been seen again. That's all we know about Isam right now. Nice. And something about Isam and Luke in the Mountains of Doom, and one lived and one died, both are, or something. Gil goes on to say, No, no, no more than that. Morgaze is a young woman yet, and Elaine is healthy. Light, the letter did not say she is ill, is it? And Matt's like, No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Why don't you like Gabriel? Because he sucks. He fired all the good guards, he hired a bunch of chumps, and, he, you know, he's kind of an asshole, just sort of generally speaking. I'm not a huge fan of that guy, but uh, why do you ask? And Matt goes, oh, he's trying to kill Elaine. You know, mm-hmm. that's all. He's also been in my dreams, and he's not at all hot. <laughs> Gil goes, uh, he, what, he's, huh? He's tra- I don't think he's doing that. He that's goes, I don't think I should know about probably this. Probably not true. And Matt's like, as it's a lowly innkeeper, true, I really bro. wish you hadn't told me any of this political intrigue, so I could just live out my life in peace, please. He's talking to a dude called Komar about it. Komar had a distinctive slash of white in his beard, and Gil is like, "Yeah, that's Komar. Oh dear, no, that's stressful." No, that sounds like him. That's you know, if shame. you're a really bad dude, maybe have less distinct features, mm-hmm. like a gray man. Yeah, have none at all. Just be like the most milk toast looking person. Matt confides that he did not mention anything about this because Gabriel was right next to more gays when they were talking. Yeah, because ba- Basil goes, well, did you tell the queen about it? And he goes, yeah, right in front of that fucker, I told her. <laughs> Gil is like, well, maybe I should do something. I haven't used a sword in 20 years, but maybe I can. No, I don't think that's going to. I got to do. I should do something. I don't know. And this is when Tom comes up with this great idea. Don't do anything. Sit down. Of what? Don't, don't, don't do, don't, don't fight. Let's start a rumor about it. Yeah. Gil goes, that's a great idea. Yeah, we'll do a little Tell my wife I dreamt about it, because, you know, dreams and stuff. And she'll tell fucking everyone. And then everyone will know, and it'll be really widespread, and that'll totally take down the most powerful man in town. That's totally gonna work. I'm very concerned about this plan, actually. I worry that it'll come back to bite Basil Gill. I think the next time we find out about Basil Gill, Basil Gill's totally done, yeah. Matt goes, Tom, you seem really chill with this whole Morgays being in love with this other dude thing, because it also comes out that it has been rumored that Morgays might marry Here's what um, happens. Gabriel. That rumor comes to... That rumor comes to the palace. Robin... uh, What's-his-face? Talon boy. Talon Because of it, Starts attacking. Tries to kill Gabriel. Yeah. Totally gets fucked, though, because everyone else has been subject to military coup. Could be. Totally gets fucked. Then Robin gets Morgay's back under the spell, or kills her. Can't decide. Then goes ballistic and literally like traces that rumor back and kills everyone involved until he gets to Basil Gill. Matt, uh... Asks Tom, are you over Orgaze? Because you seem really chill about this. And he goes, I'm not going to. Well, I go, he, he's a little over her, I think, probably because she chased him out of town trying to kill him. Sitting I feel here, like if that that's going to give you a clean break with a lot of closure. Listening to Basil natter on about Morgaze and Gabriel and how they might marry, I realized the passion faded a long time gone. Oh, I suppose I'm still fond of her. Perhaps I even love her a little, but it is not a grand passion anymore. 
I've got my eye on a tiny dark thing. <laughs> Matt goes, here I half thought you go running up to the palace to warn her. Tom, Tom is like, that'd be unbelievably fucking stupid. I mean, correct. No, Morghese is one of the most capable women I've ever known. I can almost pity Gabriel once she learns what he's up to. Matt, Tom proceeds to say, essentially, well, I'm coming with you to well, protect those she's girls. She's going to find out what he's up to. I think she's she might die. Mm. Definitely not... Talon's going to die. <laughs> I like those girls. A knife appeared in his hand and was as suddenly gone again. What? I'd not like anything to happen to them. He's saying, they ask, he asks him, are you going to come with me? And he goes, yeah, you know, I don't want anything bad to happen to them. Whoosh. Whoosh, whoosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got a knife. I'll use it for them. If you mean to reach cheer quickly, it's Aaron Gill you want. They're going to find a boat. Gil gets them some food. And Matt goes, hey, before you go anywhere, and he lobs Gabriel's massive bag of money at him. Fat cash. And Gil goes, what's this, lad? Coin? And Matt says, stakes. Gabriel doesn't know it, but he and I have a wager. Matt picked up the wooden dice cup and spun the dice out on the table. Five sixes. And I always win. And that's the end of chapter 47. We'll see. <laughs> I'm concerned. I'm concerned about that. Thank oh, you. Like, I, I just feel like there's going to be one, because Matt just keeps emphasizing how much he wins, there's got to be one time he doesn't, and it's going to be really, really bad. Yeah, he's going to have a fucking building fall on him or something. Something bad. Thank you very much for listening. Um, we have a bunch of social media. We are on Instagram at Wheel Takes Podcast. We are on Twitter at Wheel Takes Pod. We are at Facebook.com slash Wheel Takes. If you've enjoyed this podcast, why not tweet about us and leave us a review on Apple Podcast? It makes our day. It really does. Anything else, Sally? It's going to be really bad. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you again for listening. This was Wheel Takes with Allie and Gus. Music by Alexander Nakarada. <laughs> <laughs>